Welcome to the podcast from Trinity United Methodist Church in Ruston, Louisiana. Our prayer is that God uses this time to speak specifically to you, regardless of where you are on your faith journey. We'd also like to invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.45, either in person or online at www.trinityruston.org. Thanks for listening. Today is the last Sunday of our sermon series, Faith on Film. And our text today is from the Gospel of John. Let me see it if you brought your Bibles today. Excellent, excellent. We will, of course, have words on the screens and we have Bibles in the backs of the pews. But if you don't own a Bible, see me after church and I will make sure you get one for your very own that you can underline in and write on and put post-it notes and question marks, etc. So here are these words Jesus speaks to his disciples in anticipation of his own death. And we read from chapter 15, verses 9 through 15. Chapter 15, verses 9 through 15. Hear now the word of God. As the Father has loved me, so I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. If you are my friends, do what I command you. I don't call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you my friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. The greatest thing one can do is to lay down one's life for a friend. And isn't it fabulous that Jesus calls us friends? And then he invites us to that higher standard of living in relationship and in community in which willingness to sacrifice for another becomes the standard, just as Jesus has done for us. But we know that at the end of the day, sacrificing one's life, admirable as that might be, is something you can only do one time. But Jesus invites us to a relationship with him and a relationship with one another in which we are daily invited to offer gifts of sacrifice of self, setting aside who we are to become more and more who Christ asks us to be. Now, I have to confess that the movie I've chosen for this last day, I picked Not only because it's a great movie, I saw it in the theaters when it came out in 1987, 
But because it is the absolute favorite movie of one of my favorite people, our own Phil Gordon. And I figure as a ref, if this is a movie he likes, then it must be a worthwhile movie. Now you might say, but Pastor Juliet, I know nothing about basketball. Okay, that would be moi. I watched the movie four times. I still know nothing about basketball. However, the movie is about so much more. It's about relationships and community and sacrifice. It is a loosely, I emphasize, loosely based film on the 1954 state champions of a rural Indiana high school basketball team. The movie takes place in fictional Hickory, Indiana. And the state championship to which they aspire is in 1952. Coach Dale, Coach Norman Dale, played by Gene Hackman, is really kind of the center of the film. But there is another man, in fact, the one who won an Oscar nomination for his supporting role, Dennis Hopper, plays what is called, or the person called, the town drunk in Hickory. And his name in the film is Shooter. Shooter knew more about basketball than anybody could possibly imagine. But I think I mentioned Shooter was also known as the town drunk. It seems that there were only in this school of 164 students, six boys who were willing to play basketball. And one of them was Shooter's own son. Join me now as we watch this fascinating investment that Gene Hackman's character, Coach Dale, is willing to make in Shooter. When I saw this movie clip, of course I couldn't help but think of these words from John's Gospel. Because in the movie, the Gene Hackman character, Coach Norman Dale, is willing to make a tremendous sacrifice in an effort for Shooter and his son to build a relationship for Shooter to be redeemed in the eyes of the public and especially of his own family. But it was not a sacrifice without risk. In fact, I'm convinced for it truly to be sacrifice, it always involves some measure of risk. Did you notice the score when the Gene Hackman character, Coach Dale, told the ump to throw him out of the game. It was 58 to 58. It was tied. Had they lost that game, the ability to progress on to the state championship, which they'd never done before, this little bitty hometown school, those hopes would have been dashed. But he risked it in order to invest in the possibility of a restored relationship and the restored self-confidence of this man. And although they did go on, of course, to win the game, the action of Coach Dale 
did not have a life-changing effect on Shooter right away. As with many of us, there were setbacks along the way requiring additional sacrifices of time and energy and chances. But Jesus says to us, if you want to be my follower, if you want to grow in a relationship with me, if you want other people to be able to see me through you, then the way you do that is to offer yourself in sacrifice to someone else. And you risk what those sacrifices require. Our founding father, John Wesley, used to say, earn all you can so you can save all you can so you can give all you can. John Wesley understood this principle of Jesus that even though God gives us the ability to earn a living and God gives us opportunities to put into practice the things we know and learn, the truth is that our ability to earn is ultimately so that we can give. It's so we can invest in other people and in their success. And it is costly. It does carry with it a risk. It always does. And when you think about it, for many, many people, tithing, giving 10% of what is earned feels like an unattainable risk. But like all sacrifices to the Lord, it is worthwhile. And Jesus says, to sacrifice to me is how you grow in relationship. And in fact, he even says it's through sacrifice that my joy will be made complete in you. As a pastor, I've had a number of opportunities to visit with couples who've been married for a very long time. And so it was a few years ago that I interviewed, if you will, a couple who had been married about 67 years, and they had their eye on that 70th anniversary. And so I asked them the question I ask many couples, what is your secret? How did you make it this far? And their answers were typical. One of them said, patience. The other said, a great sense of humor. But then, growing serious for a moment, each one said, the key to a successful marriage is sacrifice. It is a willingness to set aside one's own desire for the benefit of the other. It's a willingness to say that in this relationship, my goal is to help you succeed, to be the best person you know how to be, to share your burdens and celebrate your successes. What's so powerful is when you see in a married couple, when both people have that attitude, both is willing to sacrifice on behalf of the other. And then you find that when both partners are willing to do that, the husband and the wife both have their needs met. Both are celebrated. Both rejoice. Both have their burdens shared. Because that's what it means to sacrifice. I watched this morning on American Athlete as the 
Olympic volleyball player Gabriella, also a model, who's been married for 24 years to her husband, and they have three children. And she was sharing in this interview today, she said, I realize 24 years may not seem like a long time, but in today's world, it is a long time. And what they say as husband and wife is leave your sore at the door. So when they walk in the door, the expectation is that each is there to make the other one's day better. Sacrifice. And sacrifice requires some measure of risk. It means saying, I'm going to put your needs ahead of my own and I have to pray that you will also do the same. I'm going to risk always being right. I'm going to risk always getting my way. I'm going to risk look, looking foolish. I'm going to risk keeping my mouth shut when I have the answer. I'm going to sacrifice on behalf of the other. Jesus says, if you want to grow in relationship with me, the key is a life of sacrifice. And sacrifice comes in big ways and small. It's not just our money. It's not just in marriage or in relationships. We sacrifice as a part of community. I know for some people, getting here to church on Sunday mornings is an arduous task. Perhaps it's because Sunday morning is the only time the family has to sleep in and to spend time in a relaxed atmosphere, activities on Saturday and work on Monday. And of course it is tempting to stay home and just relax on Sunday. But to sacrifice that time and energy and effort to be present in worship, to be present in Sunday school is a blessing to the people who do come. It is a statement of faith. And it's a gift to the people who see your smiling faces every Sunday morning. It's a sacrifice of time, of effort, of energy. But it is a sacrifice that draws us closer into the mind of Christ Jesus. Jesus also asks us to sacrifice our pride. Now, I'll be honest that this is the most difficult one for me at times. Okay, I'm going to be honest. It's the most difficult one for me all the time. But pride has two sides of the same coin. There is on the one side a pride that says, I know what's best. I know what's best better than God knows. And so I can just pray and tell God, this is how you need to do things and it'll all be fine. And any time that I fail to say, not my will, but thy will, I am directing God as though I know best. Pride and keeping my mouth shut when I'm convinced the world would be better with my opinion. Pride at judging other people without really getting to know them. Pride in deciding who is worthy of time and who isn't. Pride can steal the soul away. But the flip side of that same coin and one that afflicts me every bit as much is the pride of self-doubt. 
It's also saying to God, I know better than you who I am and who you've made, and I know my limitations. So no, I'd never volunteer for X, Y, or Z, because surely I might look a fool and someone else could do it better. Pride comes in many forms. But Jesus says to us, if we want to grow in our relationship with him, if we want to grow in joy in Christ, then what we're being asked to do is to sacrifice. To sacrifice our sense of self. To allow our hearts and our minds to grow daily more and more into the mind of Jesus. To be molded from the inside out. And the only way we can do that is to sacrifice our own self-determination. Lord, I know what's best. It is to say, I will, Lord, listen to you and sacrifice my own personal preference on behalf of the whole. I will sacrifice what I need to sacrifice so that another person can grow in faith with you. To grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ by necessity means that we have to be willing to risk sacrificing what Christ asks But the beauty of sacrifice is that we discover with each and every step that we take, we don't wait until we necessarily want to sacrifice because then I might be waiting a long time. We might be waiting a long time. We take steps of sacrifice because it's what Jesus asks us to do and then what we discover is our heart's ability and the capacity we have to accept Christ into our lives. And with it comes joy. Jesus says, I give to you freely and without price. If you want to follow me, if you want to make me happy, if you want my joy to be in you, then it's simple. And the answer is sacrifice. And if you agree, say amen. Thanks for listening to the Trinity Podcast. To find out more about Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityreston.org.